Good morning. Welcome to our daily word and prayer. This is Friday morning, May 28th. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along. Where we believe every day as we get into the Word of God, every day, and we pray over the Word of God, it makes a difference. It transforms us from the inside out. So if you're coming back day after day, welcome to you. Glad you're along. I love you guys. If this is your first time, make sure you uh, hit that like button, the subscribe, the notify, share, leave a comment, tell your friends, and join us day after day. Make it a practice, whether you're here live or watching later on or even listening on the podcast. Uh, join us every day. Let the Word of God richly dwell within you. It'll make a difference. We've been going through the commands of Christ, and we're getting to the end. We've focused on the book of Matthew, and we're in the last verses of the last chapter. So let's get right into it. Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission. We'll pick it up at verse 18. Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. These are the final marching orders of Jesus Christ. Yesterday we talked about how important they are that we realize the context, that this was, these weren't Jesus' last words before he died. These were his last words before he went to heaven after he'd risen from the dead. Really, really important. We talked about the preface here, that he, he said, all authority. Now, sometimes Jesus would introduce a command or a statement by saying, truly, truly, I say to you. And that's pretty important when he says that. But when he introduces this by saying, all authority has been given to me. I think he expects us to listen to it. I think he expects us to pay attention. We talked about the scope of it yesterday, that the, the, throughout the ministry of Jesus, the disciples often thought of Israel, of the Jews. They weren't thinking the other nations. And after his resurrection, Jesus points out clearly, this gospel is to go to all the nations, to all the peoples, not just the Jews, not just Israel, but all people throughout all the world are to know that Jesus is the Messiah. And the blessing that God promised, the blessing he promised to Abraham, the blessing of Abraham now is to come to all the nations of the earth and all the peoples of the earth. We talked about the power to fulfill this. He says, Lo, I'm with you always, even in the end of the age. And God often chooses people who you would least expect you look throughout the Bible, and the reality is he chose a lot of people you'd least expect, and he showed his strength in them, his power in them, and he got the glory because of it. God will often use weak people. Now, he doesn't keep them weak. You know, if you've been following Christ for a while, you ought to be showing some strength in your life by now. He doesn't keep them weak. But he chooses people, and then he makes them strong, powerful, mighty influencers, uh, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And so this is, to God be the glory for this. We saw what the command was, make disciples, make disciples. And that's what I want to talk a bit about today, is what is a disciple? What is a disciple? If you look in the Webster's Dictionary, and can I tell you something I enjoy doing, is looking up the Webster's 1828 
definitions. You can find it online. Just Google search Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And this was his, the original. And, and Noah Webster was a godly Christian man. So many of his scriptures, or so many of his definitions, appeal to the scripture. And a lot of the way that original Webster's Dictionary read like a theological dictionary in a lot of ways. And so he, he, he described a disciple as one who adheres to the teaching of another. I like that. Adheres to, receives instruction from, clings to the teaching of another. That's what we disciples are. We cling to, adhere to the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about how a disciple is a follower. And one of the very first commands we saw here as we've been going through the series of commands of Christ was to follow Jesus. This is what he said, follow me over and again. One of the most common things he told people, follow me. He made disciples of himself. The Great Commission tells us to go and make disciples of Christ. Disciples, followers, people who will adhere, will receive instruction and adhere to the teaching of Jesus Christ. This, my friends, is our mission. This is what we call the Great Commission. This is what he gave us, his last words. It's so important. What is a disciple? I, I titled this message, Beginning and Finishing as a Disciple, because really in Matthew 28, there's two steps. They're rather simple to state. That's not really complicated, but it's not necessarily real easy to do. Step number one, start. Start. A lot of people never start. You've got to start by being, uh, to be a disciple of Christ, you've got to get started. This, we typically think of this as when we receive Christ, when we become Christians, when we say, I'm, I'm turning from, I'm getting off that broad path of destruction, I'm going to get on the path of life. I'm leaving the domain of darkness. I'm getting into the kingdom of the beloved son. I'm, I'm going to become a follower of Jesus. I'm a believer. He's the Messiah. He's God in the flesh. He's the Lord. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to receive him. He is my Savior, my Lord. This is, this is, there's, there's a ceremony God gives us, Jesus gave us. When we do this, we should be baptized. We should be baptized. Baptism is you go down and you get dunked under the water. There's a lot of symbolism to it. It's, it's an event. It's kind of humbling at times. I mean, you know, some people don't like to do it. But some may enjoy doing it. Some people have it done to them as their babies when they don't even realize what happened. That, you know, I was baptized when I was like two weeks old. I had no idea. Don't remember it, that's for sure. Later on, when I became a believer, I studied the scriptures and I said, I want to be baptized again because I think we should know what's happening. I think baptism should be our choice, not someone else's choice. You know, the Romans, you know, the Roman uh, uh, emperor, he converted all of Rome. And he, had his, he had his military army march through the water and say, you're being baptized. Yeah, well, they were just obeying the commands of the, the emperor. What we want to do is we want to obey the command of Jesus Christ. And it's got to come from our heart. It's a decision we make not someone else. We go into the water, and it's, it's, it symbolizes, we see, find from Romans chapter 6, it symbolizes a, it, the ceremony, this ritual, this event, 
symbolizes I'm going underwater. It's like I'm dying to my old way of life and I'm coming back up to a new way. I'm clean. I'm washed. I'm, I'm, I'm just like I've been washed clean in the blood of Christ. This going under the water and coming up clean symbolizes a new life. The old is left behind, buried in that water grave. The new, the life in Christ is now what I'm living. That's how we start. We say, I'm, I'm initiating, I'm coming into this Christian life. If you've not been baptized, you need to be. All right? This isn't kind of optional if you feel like it. No, this is, this is the initiation. And sometimes people uh, are trying to follow Christ, and they're trying to be good Christians, and they haven't taken the initiation step. And you say, well, that's not really important, and my heart's right. Well, if your heart's right, take the step. Do what he says. Talk to your, go to your church. Talk to your pastor. Say, I've never been baptized. I've been I'm part of the church. I've been coming regularly, whatever may be the case, but I've never been baptized. You, you say, well, I don't understand all of it. Is it really necessary? It's an act of obedience. It's what Jesus declared as the initiation rite. And so do it. Now, if you've been following Christ for a while and haven't taken the first step, it might be embarrassing. I had one of my interns several years back who I just assumed uh, I, I knew the church they're from. As a matter of fact, they're from my church and the church I attend. And I had just assumed baptism. We were talking about it once and answering some questions, and she came up to me and said, I've never been baptized. I said, Really? Well, no wonder you've got some challenges. Let's just start with, you're putting the heart, cart before the horse if you're trying to follow Christ and you haven't taken the first step. So go get baptized. And I would urge you to do that. Talk to your pastor. Talk to, it doesn't have to be your pastor. Anyone can baptize you who's already a Christian. Get baptized. The second step, though, is that's how we start. The second step's a little tougher because the second step is a lifelong journey in which we are told by Jesus, teaching them to observe. And remember, we saw that that doesn't mean you just watch or you look. No, to observe means you embrace. You, 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 uh, just like we said this week, and we'll, we'll observe Memorial Day. It doesn't mean you'll watch it. It means you'll participate in it. You'll celebrate it. You'll, you'll do whatever you do to observe the day. And we will observe the commandments. We will participate. We will obey. We'll hold on to will do the commandments of Christ. Disciples aren't just bookworms. Disciples aren't just um, academics. Disciples aren't just Bible study people. Disciples are doers of the Word. We go to the Word, we meditate on it, we study it, so that we might be careful to do according to all that is written in it, as Joshua 1.8 tells us, that we would do according to all that is written in it. We observe the law of the Lord. We do the law. that We hide it in our heart. And we live it out. And so we want to be doers of the word. Now, that's a little bit, little bit tougher. Why? It's a lifelong journey. Following Christ has some real wonderful experiences. And I'll bet you if you think back, you can think of some wonderful experiences you've had following Christ. But it also has some valleys. Our God is the God of the hills and the valleys, right? Sometimes he takes us up on the mountaintop for a wonderful experience. Sometimes we're down in the valley where it's tough, suffering, discouraging, dry. Doesn't seem like God is nearby, but He is. He is the God of the hills and the valleys. He is the God who is with us all the time. And therefore, as His disciples, we learn in this lifelong journey 
to apply the Word of God, to teach them to observe all that He's commanded us throughout life, good times, bad times, when it's, when it's, when it's joyful, when it's sad, all of life's experiences. This is where God is with us. We're to be disciples all the time, and Jesus' Word relates to us all the time. We're coming to the conclusion of this series on the commands of Christ. We've been going through it now a little bit over seven weeks. We've, we've looked at almost 40 different commands of Christ. I know we spent a length of time on the great command, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbors yourself. But we've looked at about 40 commands of Christ, almost. And, and uh, you might review them. Maybe you've taken notes. I don't know. You might go back over the last... Uh, I think we started about 52 days ago. You might go back. Make sure you've got them written down. Make sure you think about them. Make sure that you're remembering his commands. We've talked about some really, really radical, revolutionary, life-changing commands of Christ throughout this series. Maybe we've missed a few. You can keep going through the, you know, the, the other, got Matthew, Mark. We went through Matthew. You can look, look through Mark, Luke, and John. I'm sure there are commands that we didn't get over, but We've gotten a good taste. We've gotten our foot through the door in what it means to be a disciple, to be obeying the commands of Christ. I hope it's been helpful to you. I hope it's been helpful. We're going to be moving on next week to new topics. But understand, be a disciple. Now, by the way, who makes a disciple? Well, people who are already a disciple. I want to tell you, if you are, if you are obeying God... You have the credibility and, I believe, the authority to teach that to others. If you've believed in Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you have the authority and the credibility to tell others to. If you've been baptized, you have the authority, credibility to tell others to be baptized, and I believe to baptize them. If you get in the Word of God every day, you have the authority and the credibility to tell others to. Whatever it is that we, whatever command you are obeying, you have the authority and the credibility to tell others to do that as well. We are people who we do and we teach. And so who's called to make disciples? The pastor? Yeah, but not just the pastor. The evangelist? Yeah, but not just the evangelist. The staff members? Yeah, but not just the staff members. Every one of us. Every one of us is to make disciples. We don't all do it. The, we've all got different gifts, different roles, but this is something we do together. We make disciples of all the nations. So that includes you. You have a role to play. You have a part to play. You might be someone who goes to another nation. You might be someone who sends by your financial support. You might be a prayer warrior in the Great Commission. You might be, some, who knows, you might be someone who has a, a great ministry with international students here, on, on, in, here in, in, uh, in the country. You might be someone who establishes a, a, a business in a, um, in, a, in a closed country that enables Christian people to be in there and to work and to be reaching people we couldn't otherwise reach. You might have an online ministry where we're reaching the entire world now through the internet and, and, uh, or much of the world through the internet. Whatever it is, whatever role you play, yours might be speaking, it might be sending, it might be praying, serving, you might be supplying for the others. I know some of you on here support my ministry. You help me. You send me. We all work together as a team. 
I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for those who send me. I'm grateful for those of you who pray for me. I'm grateful for all of us because we work together as a team to advance the kingdom of God, to make disciples of all the nations. Amen? What an exciting mission in life. I can't think of anything greater than building the kingdom of God here on earth for eternal glory. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for sending your son Jesus, the king of the kingdom, the savior of the world, the Messiah, the Messiah. Lord, so many in the world, they're they're trying to solve the problems of the world with money or politics or education or science. Uh, none None of these things are bad, but none of them are the solution. The problem is people are separated from God. The solution is to come back to God, and the way to do that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus, we thank you that you are upending the kingdom of this world, and you are establishing the kingdom of God. It's like leaven in a lump. It just started so small. Just, uh, Lord, there, that first, back in Pentecost, 120 people in the room. That's all. Lord, that many people listen to this live stream every day, and we're, we're just so small. But that's where you got started. And the Holy Spirit came, and before we know it, 3,000, then 5,000, then filling Jerusalem, then filling Judea and Samaria. And indeed, now more people, Jesus, follow you, believe you, love you, know you, want to honor you than any figure in history. And we bless you. It was like a mustard seed that's now a mighty tree, like little leaven that's leavened the lump. We thank you, Father, for the great commission to take the gospel and to make disciples of all the nations. How we pray for our land here in America, Lord. We've become so post-Christian, non-Christian. I pray, Lord, we make more and more disciples in the United States, in our cities, in our states, in our country. But we pray, Lord, also, I think of the nations of the world, people here that join me, join on this live stream from India and from Europe and from even from China. And Father, we thank you that even as this live stream goes around the world, it's just playing a little part in making disciples. We pray for others, Lord, raise up labors, raise up a mighty army of, of labors, workers, missionaries to take the gospel throughout the world. How we pray, Father, that this command given to us prefaced by all authority, prefaced by the resurrection, prefaced by you going to the cross, the command to take it to all the peoples of the earth, and the promise that you are with us always, even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Might it be done. In Jesus' name, might it be done. We say, here we are. Lord, use us in whatever way you like. We're all in this together. And we are all in this as a team to bring glory to you, fulfilling this commission. We bless you. We pray to you today and give you praise. Use us in whatever way you like this day. Lord, today even missionaries are coming to my mind. My good friends in Run Global who are doing so much in Southeast Asia. So many people come to my mind. My good friends in in, uh, Southern India and, and, and in Italy and Germany, and Lord, so many good friends that are coming to my mind who are missionaries. Encourage them, strengthen them, bless them, make them fruitful. Lord, give them fruit. Help them know their labor is not in vain in the Lord. We pray for these people. We ask it, all of this, we ask it and bless you in Jesus' holy name, and we give you glory.
Amen. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining with me today. Great series we've been going through. I hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to start with something new on Monday. Haven't totally decided what right yet, but I've got some good suggestions and I'm quite excited at, at some of what we may be heading into. So if you've got other suggestions, leave, drop them in the email or in the comment below or email me, Tom at Tom the Preacher. Make sure and share this with uh, others and, um, and we'll see you, we'll see you tomorrow morning.